Hi everyone, Bernard Jackman here, uh, Cassidy Travel Rugby Ambassador. Um, after a, an unbelievable weekend of rugby, but obviously a very disappointing weekend from from an Irish point of view to bow to the quarterfinal stages again. Um, and what a cruel way to finish! Obviously, Ireland attacking the New Zealand line uh, for the last six minutes, over six minutes, thirty-seven phases uh, until eventually Sam Whitelock got that key turnover. That broke our hearts, to be fair. And um, I was in the stadium on, on, on Saturday, as, as a lot of you were, and um, it was a phenomenal game. Uh, for Ireland to give New Zealand a 13-point lead um, is, you know, uh, it's crazy, really, the way we started the game. And our discipline to start was, was poor, which gave, obviously, New Zealand a field position. But um, they only got three points from that first attack. And then we went up the other end of the field and, and turned down that, that opportunity to take points and went to the corner and... Um, didn't score. Uh, didn't score in his first couple of attacks, which were it was testament to New Zealand's defence. To be fair, um, but some sloppy play from us at, at set piece in particular at line out let him off the hook. And um, you know we'd fought our way back then. The great try from Bundy Aki first of all, and then another one from Gibson Park. And we did a half time eighteen seventeen down, um, but what down by one point, but right in the game. And um, really felt that momentum was was swinging to Ireland's way. But then to concede that Will Jordan try. Um, just quite early in the second half of a four-man line-out, which is you know pretty easy to defend. A lot of teams just use it to try and exit. Um, and to get cut open in that space between the back of the line-out and and the ten channel uh, by Richie Moonga initially, and then obviously he had the support from Will Jordan, who's a phenomenal finisher. Um, that was a was a cruel blow, and then obviously eight points down. Um, we needed to chase the game again, which we did, and and obviously you know we got that. Penalty try from a mall, um, which brought us back within a, within a point, um, and he felt right. We we can do this, but I thought a key moment of the game was that, that scrum penalty that New Zealand New Zealand won, um, which allowed Bowden Barrett put them four points up, and then obviously uh, Johnny Sexton missed uh, a kick, which for him is normally um, a bit of a gimme. And then when we had our final kind of onslaught, um, it meant New Zealand could afford to give away a penalty um, or because three points wasn't going to be enough or a drop goal wasn't be enough. And I think you have to give massive credit to the Irish players to find that reserve, to have that bravery, to have that fitness to go all the way down the field from that Jimmy O'Brien high catch and build those phases and challenge and look to try and score but um, every time get thwarted by you know very resilient New Zealand defence um, and we were just running on empty I mean uh, just to give you some context uh, it's the longest phase of play in, in, in this World Cup it's the longest phase of play in any any World Cup um, and you know we were doing this into, into the 78, 79, 80, 81st minute 82nd minute trying to get that win trying to steal the game at the end Um but it wasn't to be, and eventually Wayne Barnes, the referee, penalised um, penalised us for not releasing the tackle, and, and New Zealand kicked the ball out and and go into a semi final where they join obviously three um, three other Southern Hemisphere teams in uh, New Zealand and Argentina, uh, who both won their quarterfinals as well, and obviously England are now the, the sole Northern Hemisphere team, and it's. Um, uh, look at England may do something in the semi-final but based on our eyes what our eyes tell us the last uh, four or five weeks the level of quality in our group and in France's group and New Zealand's group has been far higher than what we've seen in the other two groups and uh, you would imagine that if form holds true that New Zealand and, and South Africa will meet in the final um, from Ireland point of view 
lots of regrets, obviously. Um, testament to New Zealand's skill. We had no scrum put in the whole game. Um, so we didn't really get a chance to go after them there. Um, so what we saw were four scrum put-ins for them. And Ireland got penalised in three of those. Um, and we got penalised because we were being very aggressive. We were trying to win that ball back at scrum time. But then Wayne Barnes had obviously spotted something in Andrew Porter's technique going into this game that he felt... Um, wasn't legal um, and lots of people are, are talking about him, him throwing his hips out and going in on an angle um, and to be fair he, he the images don't look great so we're showing a bad picture um, I think a lot of that's down to Andrew Porter's power um, and you know he was being super aggressive and, and effectively you know if the opposition tight head then turns in um, you have only one choice but to follow him and that's why your hips will kick out of that but probably from our Irish point of view they'll regret not easing off there, you know, just looking to to make New Zealand play away from the scrum when Wayne Barnes was had shown, particularly after the second penalty, that that was his his impression going into the game. Um, other areas that would disappoint us were our our lineouts, um, and I think statistically our lineouts down around tenth best in this competition, which is um, which is a, a real shame and it cost us it nearly cost us against South Africa, but it certainly cost us some some key possession opportunities or key scoring opportunities against New Zealand. Um, and also, I thought New Zealand kicked contest very well and won a lot of the 50-50s. Um, and that's an area that Ireland are normally very strong in. But due to strong New Zealand pressure and accurate kicking, we weren't um, anywhere near as productive in that area as we needed to be. And finally, um, the breakdown battle. Um, they managed to slow our ball down. They managed to get key turnovers. Um, and it's an area that we haven't come up against a team who've been as as good in that area before. So that's a testament to them, testament to Joe Schmidt and the coaching staff um, for finding a performance like they've they found. It's probably New Zealand's best performance in over a year. Um, and that's probably why there was so much hope and confidence going into this game. You know, um, if you had said to, to us 2013 that we'd prefer to play the All Blacks than, than France in a quarter final, people would have said you're mad. Well, that was the case, and that's still the case. I mean, I think what we saw from France on Sunday night against South Africa was they're a quality side as well. And um, there's literally a bounce of a ball between New Zealand, South Africa, Ireland, and France. And uh, the total scoreline, four, four points we lost by, and, and France lost by one point shows you um, shows you how, how tight things are and uh, um, for Andy Farrell and for Paul O'Connell and for Mike Catt and for Simon Easterby and for John Fogarty our coaching staff I mean this is going to be something that will stick with them for a long time um, they've left no stone unturned in trying to prepare this team and likewise the players themselves um, have put four years worth of hard work uh, into trying to do something special at, at this World Cup and um, I think they'll feel for the fans um, uh, uh, more, more than themselves at the moment because the fans have been ridiculously good I mean speaking to some of my French friends over there speaking to Uber drivers speaking to people in hotels they've just been blown away by um, the support that Ireland have had it's been it's been kind of like a home World Cup um, certainly it's been the biggest uh, influx of fans uh, from any country outside of France um, and you have left your mark. You've left your mark on this World Cup in terms of the the support in the stadiums, but also the um, the fun uh, and the crack and the um, the good times you've spent uh, before and after the games in the, in the cities, and uh, and some of you got a chance to travel around. So that's 
that's massive as credit to, to the Irish fans. Um, and as I said, that the players will certainly feel guilt, uh, and that's that's what you feel when you when you when you don't achieve your goal. Um, you feel guilt for your family and your and your friends and the fans who who pay a lot of money to to go there. So um, that's going to take a long time. Some of them will have a chance to go to Australia in four years' time. Um, even the fellas with the you know young age profile. There's no guarantee. There's no guarantee because of form or injury that you'll be there. So it's a huge moment in in rugby players' lives. Um, and for the fellas leaving, like Sakita Earls and, and Johnny Sexton, who will never wear a pair of boots again in a professional game, um, they won't have a chance to rectify that. And, and, and also they will feel guilt that they've, I suppose, laboured or, or, or laden, laden the next generation with that whole hassle and baggage of not getting past the quarterfinal but I think this is different uh, I think this World Cup is different um, we, we've shown by beating South Africa the way we played against England the way we played against New Zealand even though it wasn't perfect that we were genuine contenders and, and deserved to be at the the top table of of world rugby we've lost our world rank, number one ranking I think we've dropped to third after the results this weekend but um, to be there to have won 17 games in a row um there's no shame in that. That's a, a huge amount to be proud of, and um, in time, the players will will realise that they were the best Irish team of, of, of all time. And now it's a challenge for Andy Farrell to try and build another one. Um, you know, we have a, a group of players with the right age profile. I'm thinking of you know Caden Doris, Dan Sheen, um, Jack Crowley, um, Hugo Keenan. Uh, etc. Mac Hansen, etc. Who, um, Ryan Baird, Joe McCarthy, uh, players we've seen a little bit of, uh, or a lot of in this World Cup, who can become mainstays of the team over the next four years. We had an under twenty side who, who got to a World Cup final. There's another twenty side coming next year, who are exceptional. Last year's team were were very strong as well. So there's a production line of players there. So there's by the time we all go to our Australia in four years' time, there'll be players we've never heard of. Um, at provincial level, who will go on that plane and and try and do something special for for Ireland, and that's exciting. That that talent identification piece is is exciting, and as I said, we're in a very good place in terms of what's coming through um, our system. So, and we've the right man in charge. I, I, I think Farrell is a phenomenal coach and has done a great job with this group, and he'll do a great job with the with the next cycle as well. So, um, I won't lie. I think. I think there's going to be a bit of um, uh, a bit of licking our wounds for a while, and the URC starts this weekend, um, and that'll start low key. But um, as we get back to Champions Cup games, as we build into the Six Nations, um, I think you know people will get over it. They'll get back behind this this Irish team and rugby in general, supporting their clubs and their provinces um, and their country, and uh, we will look back with this World Cup with lots of regret but it would also um, satisfaction that we we gave an unbelievable account of ourselves um, in terms of the other games of the weekend I thought the South Africa France game was phenomenal I mean uh, I was pitched out for that for RT and uh, the way France started um, you know so many little things the, they lost by two points in the or by a point in the end and and you know, they had a block down char- or a conversion charge down by Cheslin Kobe on Thomas Ramos, um, which obviously conversions were two points. So that's a key moment. But there was, um, there was tries that were 
so close to being scored a warrant. There was a couple of kicks that went astray. Very, very good tactical performance by the Springboks. Um, uh, really up to, to be fair, uh, in terms of their attacking play as well, their power game. They obviously wanted to scrum the French and took a mark from a, uh, took a scrum from a mark in their own 22, which I haven't seen for a long, long time, but won a scrum penalty from it. So, uh, the decision to do that was, was justified and um, their defence at the end when France went chasing very similar to the Ireland game France were stuck kind of in their own 22 with two or three minutes to go but from a scrum move went all the way down the field and looked like they were on the verge of at least forcing a penalty to give them a chance to, to go through to a semi-final but um, you know, uh, Faf de Klerk who came off the bench managed to, to strip the ball from the uh, French replacement uh, Lou said uh, Wardy and uh, the, that was the end of it and the despair I mean we, we're obviously incredibly disappointed but for France home nation everything they've built over the last four or five years and longer came to a, a head on, on Sunday night in Paris and again um, you know over 80 minutes they just didn't do enough to, to win and now New Zealand go through Um New Zealand play uh, Argentina on, on Friday night, who, who beat Wales. Um, it's amazing, actually. Three of the four matches were just won by the underdogs. Now, New Zealand were slight underdogs against Ireland. South Africa were slight underdogs against France. Argentina were um, considerable underdogs against Wales. And England were the only favourite to who got through, who obviously beat Fiji. Um, but I think that's where Argentina and um, England's World Cup dreams come to a a halt this weekend um, unless New Zealand or South Africa suffer from physical fatigue from obviously two really intense games or mentally take their eye off the ball um, it's very hard to see anything other than both those teams progressing and we'll go back to a classic New Zealand-South Africa final both teams have won the World Cup three times each so you could argue this, the winners of this will be the the greatest rugby nation of, of all time. Um, and obviously, New Ze- South Africa have a chance to go back-to-back uh, World Cups, which is incredibly hard to do. And, um, you know, there's there's two Irish men involved this weekend. Um, Felix Jones, obviously, is, is part of the South Africa backroom staff, won a World Cup medal in, in Japan 2019. And after this World Cup, he joins England as a tag coach. And in Argentina uh, backroom staff there's obviously Felipe Conaponi who we know very well who's an Argentinian legend Michael Checa who coached me in Leinster is the head coach and then a young lad from from Port Leash Alan Kingsley is the kicking and skills coach so nice angle to that um, but again you, you just think New Zealand are going to get so much confidence from from that win against Ireland so many of their big name players stood up to be counted Sevilla um Sam Kane, you know, Shannon Frizzell, uh, Scott Barrett, Bowden Barrett, Richie Mwanga, um, Will Jordan, Aaron Smith, um, all had huge impacts on the game. And um, they will know now that complacency is, the, is their biggest uh, danger of, of not getting through to a, a final, which should be a, a, an absolute grandstand finish. So um, I was going to go Friday if Ireland were in it. Um, uh, I'm going to be watching it from studio in RT. On Friday night, that's the game we have, and Virgin have the the game Saturday, uh, which is South Africa against um, England. Um, as I said, I fancy New Zealand, uh, South Africa uh, to get through to the final. And regardless of who's in it, I'm looking forward to previewing that for Cassidy Travel um, early next week. And 
yeah, it's been an unbelievable World Cup. Um, it'll take us a couple of days to get over this, but um, when we look back on what we've contributed as Irish rugby team to this World Cup, I think it's been um, a phenomenally successful World Cup from that point of view. Obviously gutted to to get locked out again at the quarterfinal stage, but I, I believe this one is different. I believe this is different. We just ran into a another very, very good team and just couldn't get it done. Um, but there's still... F- I think three very good games. I'm not a big fan of the third, fourth playoff. So I think these two semifinals would be interesting um, and uh, and great games of rugby. And then the final is always is always something special. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting back here next week and uh, reviewing the semifinals and looking forward to the final. So join you then.